This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Earlier this week, actually no, I guess it was last week. The days are all blending together. Last week we were chatting with Kyla Lee. She's a lawyer with Acumen Law. We are usually talking to her about legal matters, but we were talking to her where she is self-quarantined because she is a presumptive case of COVID-19. And something she said during that interview got me thinking about uh, what other people are probably quite worried about. She talked about taking her dog for a walk in her yard. And I remember thinking, isn't that great that she's able to access the outdoor space? And even though she's quarantined and she's sick, she is able to let her dog out and that's at least taken care of. It's not a huge uh, concern. She doesn't have to do anything else really about that. What about people though that might find themselves in a similar situation without the outdoor space or without the ability to go and get pet food? What are the rights on that of pet owners who are concerned about this? Well, let's bring in Rebecca Bretter with Bretter Law. Uh, she's an animal rights lawyer and joins us on the line. Rebecca, thanks to, for coming back on the show. Hi, Jill. Nice to be here. And you know what? Can I just say something before we jump into into this segment? I really have to give a shout out to you guys, to you, Jill, to CKNW producers, to the reporters, to the tech guys, to the hosts. You really are doing an amazing job reporting on all of this and giving us your your updates and opinions. And we're we're often thanking the medical people and as they should be thanked, but you guys just deserve a, a big hand of applause. So I'm just putting it out there. So thank you. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very, very much. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about this because it is something that's not front and center, I think, for a lot of people, but certainly would be for anybody that has animals and is concerned about what might happen as this virus spreads. Yes, I I know. It's uh, thanks so much for thinking about this because I really like the one thing I find missing in discussions generally like amongst people is what are we doing about pets like uh, and not just companion animals but farmed animals I think animals have to be part of the discussion around COVID-19 for sure and I've heard really concerning comments and some things that people are thinking or what they've been told about uh, dogs specifically but other animals too but let's say dogs specifically how they're not allowed walking their dogs, what if they're quarantined, like what can they do? So let me just start off by saying that uh, we have to listen first and foremost to the health authorities. What are they saying? What can we do? What is the status of everything? And right now what we do know, um, the direction that we're getting from in BC from health authorities is that if you're fine, if you aren't showing any symptoms, you're free to walk your dog outside as long as you abide strictly by social distancing protocols. So I echo that completely. Go out, walk your dog if you're not showing symptoms. Of course, be smart about it. This isn't a carte blanche to have, you know, irresponsible behavior out there. But if you're not showing symptoms, please go ahead and walk your dog, not just for yourself, but for your dogs too. Again, while also... Uh, keeping in mind and really being strict about social distancing. Now, the tricky part is what happens to those people who are who have been diagnosed with COVID-19 or are presumptively positive. Um, so they haven't been tested, but the health authorities think that that it sounds like you do have it. What are your rights then? And unfortunately, in this situation, we have not received any direction 
from the BC government or the health authorities specifically about what to do with our dogs. And fundamentally, it comes down to we cannot, we as dog owners um, and, and the government itself cannot allow, it is illegal, never mind cannot, it is illegal to allow an animal to go into distress. And so that would include if, if your animal has to go out to pee, you have to take out your animal to pee. But what does that mean? So imagine if you live in a condo um, and, and you're diagnosed with COVID-19, I, I would suggest the very first thing you need to do is try to exhaust all of your options. So for one, I really encourage people to go and um, not to go out, sorry, to order online pee pads. Try pee pads first in the condo. It may take some retraining. Try getting pee pads and get your dog to pee on the pee pads, just like a puppy would. Um, Next, ask a neighbor or a friend to, uh, like if the pee pads don't work, ask the neighbor and friend to take out your dog for a walk. Make sure that you disinfect the leash. Um, Ideally, I mean, this is going to be hard for people to do, but if there's an extra leash on hand, uh, use that, uh, give the dog walk or your neighbor or friend the the new leash so that they can walk the dog and like basically exhaust your options before you uh, who has been diagnosed with COVID-19 or you're presumptively positive exhaust all of your options before you go out now if for and I think this will be rare and again uh, I really don't want this to be taken out of context and for people to think okay well I could go out walk my dog even though I have symptoms or been diagnosed, no, if really, and this would be really rare, I think, that if people have absolutely no option and they live in a condo with no access to the outdoors, then I think it, it, it would be illegal to not allow people to go out and walk their dogs. Now, so my suggestion is, is first of all, call health authorities to see what they tell you they can do. But secondly, if you have absolutely no choice, make sure that you are abiding by the social distancing protocols as strictly as you can. Take your dog out for a very brief um, walk, but very brief so that the dog can relieve him or herself and then come right back in. I really don't see any other choice right now. Uh, hopefully the government is going to give us some direction and that this is going to encourage discussion about and some serious consideration about those people. And, and I think it will be rare who have absolutely no choice but to go out themselves and and walk their dogs. We have to do something about it. Absolutely. And like you said, hopefully that is a very rare situation because my concern would also be that somebody might be afraid to call and even ask for that advice for fear that their animal might be seized. Well, yeah. And, and you know what, that's, um, that's a good point because not to, not to, you know, scare people, but um, the legislation, we are legally in a state of emergency in British Columbia. And technically what that means, it's right in there in the legislation It does give the government the right to limit travel, which would include walking dogs. And it does give the right to government to seize animals if they think that they need to, so long as the animals are properly cared for. But again, the bottom line is that the government also has to keep in mind that it is illegal to cause an animal to go in distress. The government cannot be... 
prohibiting people, those rare people who have no choice but to let their dog out to relieve themselves from doing so. They, they can't. Now, of course, we're going to see how all of this unfolds. Um, I also wrote on behalf of the Canadian Bar Association, our animal law section executive yesterday, to uh, different levels of government asking them to consider uh, veterinary clinics and pet food supply uh, stores as essential services in their emergency planning. We have to be thinking about our companion animals as well. That There's absolutely... They just have to be part of this conversation. And they are, I think. And again, it's a bit of a patchwork when you go province to province looking at what's been deemed essential. But in Ontario, where they ordered non-essential businesses to close, uh, the pet stores, mm-hmm. pet food stores were included in essential and in that they were staying open. Yes. So that's, that's. I would think, I would, I would be surprised if BC did, if BC went to that level, if they did something different. Yeah, I know. I think so too. And I, I think Quebec uh, um, included veterinary clinics and pet food and, and supply services as part of their essential services too. So I, I would, I mean, really, I would be surprised if BC didn't. But sometimes, you know, you have to nudge the government and just say, hey, just don't forget about this issue. Uh, I would be surprised if they didn't include it. I really would. I am hopeful. All of a sudden, I am hopeful that the government realizes it's 2020, people care about animals, <laughs> um, and and that they'll consider them as part of their emergency planning. Uh, one quick question before I let you go, just because I had a listener ask me this, and I didn't uh, absolutely know the answer, but talking about still being responsible, like you said, at this point, people are still, uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry says, go out, get fresh air. You can take your dog for a walk. You have to make sure you're distancing yourself from other people. Uh, do, mm-hmm. do you have to distance your dog from other people or other dogs? That's a good question. And um Right now, the science is a bit unclear. Uh, and to what I highly suggest is err on the side of caution. Don't get, I mean, I've heard of, oh, I, I want to use other words, which I can on the radio, but you know, let's say irresponsible behavior with people running up to people, walking dogs and petting their dogs. I wouldn't do that. For one, you're getting close to the dog owner. And two, we don't know if people um, petting other people's dogs, if that if the germs and viruses, whatever, on top of the fur can be transmitted to people. We don't know that yet, but why take the chance? Why take the chance? Just don't pet another person's dog, period. All right. That's uh, good advice, especially in these uh, very strange times. We will leave it there. Rebecca Bretter, thank you so much. Always great to have you on the show. Thank you very much.